So you were telling me about throngs? I just read in the paper, you know, well, in a digital edition of the paper, cyberspace. Cy cyber paper, yeah. Yeah, it said uh, the CDC encourages you to avoid throngs. Yeah, I heard that, but... But you heard it, it was, like, throng, 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 throng. Uh, God damn it. I was going to say it was in the form of a song. <laughs> and I knew you were going to say it as soon as I heard throngs. When do you hear about throngs except when they're doing that? I guess you might hear about an angry throng of people. Unless it's a stampede situation uh, or, you know, some sort of a rally or something like that. A throng is like, uh, what, like a dozen people? Or like a hundred people. I see a throng as being at minimum fifty people. Like it's a ticker tape parade and everyone's pushing and shoving and there are throngs of people. Yeah. So, so I'm just so, avoiding yeah. throngs. I'm just sitting here and avoiding the throngs. I just realized this episode will likely come out on Thanksgiving. Oh, that's so good. you can listen to this uh, either on Thanksgiving while around the table or while not around the table mm -hmm. uh, amongst the throngs. While you're uh, mashing the potatoes, while you're making a one roast turkey, you know, like a small, you buy just one little Yeah, portion. while you're roasting a, a turkey wing for yourself. Yeah, exactly. To eat alone and cry. Uh, okay, you want to start the podcast? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Every Damn Thing. That's a podcast where we rank everything. I'm Phil. And I'm Jake, and we're here to guide you through the list of everything. Each episode, we take items and we tell you where they rank on the list of everything. The list can be viewed by going to everydamthing.net. You can find a link in the show notes. So we've known each other for a very long time. Once, while enjoying a day on the sandlot. If I recall correctly, you were shagging corn cans from my fungo. That's one way to put it. Anyway, we glanced over to the dugout and noticed that the skipper... He was hand-signaling to us a ranked list of everything. We patiently watched as he signaled the infinite list to us, memorizing the list as it went, of course. However, the moment he finished the list, I swung on a real cookie and hit it so hard that it split in two. It became a bifurcated beanball. <laughs> the two halves of horsehide. Bifurcated beanball. Struck each of us in the head, knocking our newfound knowledge out of the park and knocking us unconscious. When the smelling salts woke us up, our memories of the list were gone. So we can now only access the list little bits at a time, through an extremely scientific process that resembles shooting the shit. Through that process, podcasted for your entertainment and edification, we will gradually uncover the list of every damn thing. The list currently has 61 items, with Dolly Parton at the top and QAnon at the bottom. Cold Brew Shandy and the Jersey Shore are in the middle. Yeah, Cold Brew Shandy, that's a type of drink. Uh, and the Jersey Shore, that's a type of place. It's also uh, a TV you know show, what? but the, that's the, not what we're referring to. Our listeners are very sophisticated people, Jake. They're keeping up. Maybe. But in case you're not sophisticated and you know who I'm talking to, yeah, that's what it is. Wait, you you want to get started here? Let's yeah, uh, man, let's get started. I bring Crocs, the shoes. They were oh. uh, they were suggested by two people, and I wanted to pick them because two different people were talking about them. A lot of people are talking about Crocs these days. It's true. A lot of people are, are talking about them. So the, the more two and people more, are, you hear it more and more. More and more people are saying. Everyone's saying. Yeah. Um, everyone's. Saying. So Crocs were submitted by uh, listeners and friends of the pod, both Donovan. Over there in New York, and Dan H., who's down there in and, Southern California. And no relation. No relation. Like they didn't, no. It wasn't an inside job. It wasn't coordinated effort. They both submitted Crocs, and if they hadn't, one of us probably would have come up with it before long. Crocs um, are something, uh, an interesting topic, man. It's a shoe, right? Made out of a sort of plasticky rubber. They're very durable. They're not the prettiest shoe, and they never have no. been, and that's kind of part of their appeal. Somehow they've they become fashionable in the past, say, year or so. Uh, uh, I remember that a friend of Beth's who's like a 
real classy type, you know. She had these white Crocs on, and I was like, wow, what's up with that? And she said, I don't know. I just wear them because I'm a mom, my feet hurt. But, like, she's kind of glamorous type, you know. And she said, yeah, right. I was at the grocery store, and they were these somewhat younger girls, and they were like, taking pictures of her shoes, and like, holy shit, I got to get that. So she was setting trends. This is out in the rural county where she lives. I was like, yeah, those girls are so easily suggestible. But then I saw, I was like, I want to get those white Crocs. Those look cool. I want to wear them. Me. I'm like, my feet always hurt. And I bought these Crocs and like, now my feet don't hurt. Plus I'm a dad. Uh, I, I need to like do things around the house where it's like I'm in the backyard. I don't want to wear work boots, but I don't want to wear my actual real shoes that I can't clean off. So it's like the, the Croc is a really, I understand now the point of it as a guy who lives in the suburbs. The number of people who this year have said, Fuck I it. can't believe I'm saying this, but yeah. I'm interested in wearing a pair of Crocs is surprisingly high just from my own anecdotal experience and i think that like with each person that says it like another two people it grows exponentially it's yeah. a snowball i guess that's how fashion and fads work uh, yeah. it's a funny thing that was like the butt of jokes until until well, recently crocs you know? have been around for you know yeah. my mom got a pair and she was like oh i'm really excited about these crocs and this is like you know 15 years ago 20 i think they're from her hometown which is boulder colorado that just tracks speaking, yeah. I, it kind of seems like they're so at the kind Either of there like, Vermont. One of those two places. They kind of have to be from one. Of the, anyway, so um, yeah, I got these things. I like them. They're wonderful. I wear them all the time. I wear them with socks frequently. And also, it's like because of COVID, no one can leave the house anyway. So why not wear Crocs? That might be part of the popularity is that people have been willing to try them out because they're not expecting anybody to see them in them. Yeah. Um, even just like what are the kids? This do, week, though? I was listening to a podcast. There's this podcast I listen to where it's just a few people talking about bullshit um is there a podcast like that yeah uh one of them was mentioning that they are into crocs it's in the zeitgeist for sure so so crocs i've never worn them they're made out of some sort of some sort of plastic plastic or rubber or something like that they're like a tire yeah um and they're also a tire so they're but they're soft on the inside right they they feel good on your feet yeah they feel nice they have a comforting little cushiony thing and they they have a little bit of give and the to cushion them. is made out of rubber as well it's a soft plastic that has a little bit of give to it okay it's my, the best way i can explain it it's not foam it's uh, not wool it's not cloud foam it's not wool yeah i i find myself you know i also there's two separate modes to it you could yeah so it. one of one of our listeners we should credit andy uh, g yeah, and Gia said that if you go, you put the strap in the back of your heel when you're leaving the house to go to the hardware store, and that's called attack mode. Yeah, and then the strap over the bridge of your foot is chill mode, I, I think, right? Probably, whatever one is not attack mode. I didn't attack anybody, but I guess I attacked, I did go to the hardware you store. You attacked the day. And I had to get a, a post puller, so I was like, um, oh, Wait, what, what am I going to do? Uh, it's a long story. It's suburban stuff, but there's a post. I'm trying to pull the fence post out. Okay. I had to get a fence post puller. Post puller sounds like something else to me, but... <laughs> yeah, man. I was I was doing that too while in the hardware store and they're like, sir, you got to leave. And I'm walking, handing out with Crocs, you know, my pants down. So yeah, I got these Crocs. They work like a charm, you know what I mean? And it's going to be hard to go back to a regular shoe. I, I had to go to a, a physical therapist for my foot because my foot hurt. I said, oh. hey, I'm going to get these Crocs. And he said, uh, you know, you're not going to have any dignity left when you have them. And they're not going to look cool. I said, I don't care. I want to get him. And they made my feet feel much better. He advised me not to do it because it wouldn't look cool. But this guy, he votes for Trump. I'm looking at the email that Dan sent us uh, where he, he mentioned that we should rank Crocs. He confirms you know, what we've heard lots of people. He says, I've always hated on these until recently. I still haven't gone there, but several people in my circle have and say the comfort level is unmatched. I don't know, man. So would you advise Dan to get them for at least around the house? You know what? Crocs are pretty inexpensive. So yes, I would. Okay. What's the worst that could happen? And they're not the ugliest shoe I've ever owned. 
Okay, like, what's that? Ooh, that's a tough one, man. Um, okay. It might be the Crocs, actually. You know what? It might be the Crocs. But it's yeah. like there's different kinds of ugly. There's ugly and there's ugly. You know, like it's, you know what's really ugly? Like intolerance. Yeah, true. You know, yeah. Oppression, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, exploitation. Yeah. Well, who knows how they're, I don't want to get into how they're made. They're, I'm sure it's just a mold that probably doesn't take too much labor. Probably the guys that um, live on the rubber plantations, collect the stuff from trees and whatnot. I don't think it's real rubber, Pick man. the Crocs off of the trees. Oh, yeah. So, you know what? I'd advise them, yeah, if, if you're on the fence, yeah, why not do it? What do you have to lose, right? You, are you going to be in fear of losing your dignity, which my physical therapist was? What does this guy know about dignity? Because he voted for Trump. Like, you can do what you want. And I say, you're free. You can try it out. Wear the Crocs, you know? And you're going to like it. You're going to feel your feet in there. You're going to go in attack mode. You're going to go to the hardware store. You're going to love it. Okay, cool. Dan, that's for yeah. you. We, to know, it. we to should hear. get a, a promo code for Crocs. We should. When you go to Crocs.com, use the promo code um, Phil and Jake told me to get these shoes. Yeah, that's crocs.com. Slash Phil told me to get those shoes with Jake. <laughs> yeah, when you go to the word moist.com to uh, get the word moist, uh, you can use that promo code there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, moist, so by the way, is I don't number know, 39 on the list of everything. That's moist. Because you, you probably have an opinion on it too. I feel like so, I'm, uh, I don't want to be um, pushing my opinion on you. I don't have much of an opinion about Crocs. Historically, um, they've been the butt of jokes. Um, they've sort of remained that way, but I, I got to say, I'm kind of crock curious this year just because everybody's talking about them and people are talking about the comfort. Now I have a very comfortable um, shoe that I wear around the house. Well, but what if um, you were walking down to the river? See, now that's another thing. Although I do have some shoes that I wear to the river that I would not wear anywhere else. And those are, uh, Tevas. I wouldn't be against the Crocs if I got them as a gift and I might use them sometimes. Like if, say, if I was going to go move the car outside and it was rainy outside yeah like, they're like slippers but you yeah. can wear them i also yeah. have my the things that i wear around the house my house shoes um uh, are also slippers they're um uggs so they're nice and comfortable and they have rubber bottoms so you can wear them outside but like you wouldn't want to I wear them like outside very much ha- are, they get their own amount of hate and in a very gendered oh, yeah. way yeah the uggs that i yeah. have were given to me as a gift by my mother-in-law and i they're one of my most prized possession and especially now that mm-hmm. quarantine has happened uh Oh, yeah. they, I've worn them quite a bit. I, I, I need a new pair, but like, yeah, they're great. So, but All that's right. Uggs, not Crocs. Um, yeah, so Crocs, what are we looking at on the list? Do we have any other shoes on the list? We don't have any other shoes on the list. Oh, we have toe shoes, oh. which is at number 45. It's kind to of me, Croc adjacent. Toe they would shoes go are in the, this. I, I'm like a year away from getting those toe shoes. Because <laughs> no, really? when, when, we, yeah. when we looked at toe shoes at number 45, remember you and yeah. I looked at them, yeah. I was Googling them. So now I'm on all these lists for like uh, marketing. Yeah. Like I'll be like trying to look at something and there'll be a picture of a guy wearing toe shoes and he's at the top of a mountain. You know, it looks cool to me. So yeah. the fact so, that it looks cool to me made me realize like, wait, I'm on the trajectory where if I get the Crocs one year, that that's like close to the toe shoes, right? I'm like toe shoe adjacent. Yeah, they're already. very different. Toe shoes only have attack mode from my understanding. Um, what I worry about is like, what if one of my toes is too short or too long? Will it just not fit? Like, you know, when you wear, uh, when you try to wear a glove. Yeah, and it, I think you have to put like some sort of prosthetic in there or something. Probably going to do that. Yeah. We've got this stretch of the list. That, Croc toe shoes. Is that a thing? I don't know. It's about two thirds of the way through the list um, mm-hmm. where we have Tommy Bahama shirts at number 43, man buns at number 44, yeah. and then uh, toe shoes at number 45. And to me, like if this, if this is a year ago or so, I would be like, oh, this is a ridiculous type of fashion clothing that obviously belongs with and these it's not for cool guys like me it's for guys who aren't cool they have a toe shoe they have yeah. a, a tommy bahama shirt now things have changed and i kind of think it should go a little higher because it's I'm something that, that too again it's this actually is based useful on... not too much higher because again it's not the greatest shoe i ever had but like maybe put it up i put it like 
maybe under Whoppers, but above the national debt. That's okay, so Whoppers 35. is at number 35 with national debt at number 36. Yeah, so that you kind think... of makes sense because I enjoy Whoppers, but I understand they're not perfect candy. They're not suitable for everything. I can't have Whoppers for dinner, right? But uh, they have their place, just like Crocs have their place. So we've got Whoppers at 35, national debt at 36. Yeah. But then at 37, we have band t-shirts. Band t-shirts have paid your rent, which the national right. debt never did. Unless if you think like you got a student loan and that's... Uh, no, that doesn't really count because that's your debt. I'm personally more likely to wear uh, band t-shirts. Um, mm. And so, like, it's hard for me to judge. Like, I guess I you gotta, got, you're going to have to judge, man, because it's uh, true. You, it's true. I, I, otherwise, it's just me dictating my opinion about Crocs to you. You're going to have to stand up for yourself and tell me where to stick it. How about we stick it under band t-shirts at number 38? Under band t-shirts at number 38. Okay. And this part is currently so, occupied by Ice Cube, the rapper. Yeah. So it moves Ice Cube. Actor, we're going to be moving. Producer. Yeah. Do you say rapper? I said rapper slash actor okay. slash producer. Okay, yeah. So we'll put these Crocs in under under band t-shirts at number 38. And then, then we'll take, take a break. break. And then uh, and we got to catch our breath because it got contentious there. Sounds good. Now let's do the next thing in the queue to rank. Yeah, let's um, do it. So this is by one of the people who uh, submitted the previous thing. He got uh, two Donovan. in one episode? What's up with that? Is that fair? Uh, this Can not, do that? It's not the first time. It's. It might not be the first time, but it's the last time. Uh, maybe. So yeah, Donovan uh, submitted to us Barry Bonds. The baseball player. The baseball player, and, yeah. And cyclist. Is he a cyclist? Yeah, I guess man, he's, a, he's a cyclist. He's amateur cyclist. Well, not professionally, but... Yeah, but... Yeah. Oh yeah, and he's also an, also and also eater of food and uh, wearer of clothes. Oh, he sleeps in a bed too, I've heard. And he yeah. goes on... Yeah, he, he flies in planes and whatnot. So Barry Bonds, uh, son of Bobby Bonds. He's yeah. a... You know, my father, his whole life, only referred to Barry Bonds as Bobby Bonds. When you know when you get to be old enough, <laughs> yeah. it's like he always would call him Bobby Bonds because it's like I, so Bobby Bonds also a, a ball player. He grew up yeah. in the clubhouse, you know, like learning about baseball. He became uh, a great hitter and fielder and an MVP threat early in his career with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, he went to Arizona right. State University and he was a standout there. Yeah. He um, was always kind of prickly with the press, which didn't win him any friends. Uh, um, apparently, when he played with uh, the Pirates, one of the papers awarded him the. MDP award, which was the most despised player, oh, despite could, the fact that he yeah. was the MVP at least a couple years in a row. Yeah, and a lot of that is like because of I'm sure he saw like the way that the press treated his father and his father's teammates. Right, growing Maybe up, grew up not liking it, it, and especially as a as a black player, it's like he kind of knew the score on a lot of the stuff about how the press was going to treat him. I feel like he was very canny in in how he would deal with them. Um, yeah, but anyway, so so then he comes to San Francisco. Like a giant contract, you know, he has this massive, massive deal, and pretty soon, this is the era when there's a lot of guys taking steroids and hitting a lot of home runs, and yeah. they're doing it in, you know, they're breaking the record in the Giants' ballpark. From what I remember, what he has said in interviews is that like I saw these guys, they were coming into like the ballpark where I play in, and they're obviously juicing and they're hitting the ball like out into out into space. So with splashes, is this at AT and T Park? I think they had the new ballpark by then. I want to say they had the new ballpark. Or maybe by they then. were just starting to like maybe yeah. they they built that ballpark the way they built it, kind of so that Barry Bonds could hit home runs. I guess, but then see he kind of so he bulked up and he looks a lot different. He, physical transformation, and probably just clean living and lots of exercise and stuff like that and dedication. And realized that he could do the same thing. He found it in, within himself somehow yeah. to uh, to hit uh, as many home runs as these guys did, just by like being determined and gritting his teeth and working hard. Um, yeah, he hit these home runs and he was able to break every home run record that there had ever been. 
Um, but right. now he's not in the Hall of Fame because in in order to hit those home runs, he was like you know uh, taking performance enhancing drugs. The cream right. was clear. There, that's what allegedly. They call it. Allegedly, yeah. I mean, yeah. Never. So like to delay the facts out, like in two thousand three, uh, or starting in two thousand three, mm-hmm. he was a key figure in the Balco scandal. Balco was the yeah, yeah. a lab that made a product called the Clear that was performance enhancing steroid um bonds failed tests in it he claimed that these that these were like uh, topicals like that were given to him by his physical therapist who told him that it was just like a rubbing balm like flaxseed oil or whatever yeah sure um he was never charged like he was well he was charged with perjury and obstruction of justice but the perjury charges were, were dropped eventually and then the obstruction of justice, which I guess was lying to the judge or whatever, that uh, he was convicted, but that was overturned eventually. So and he doesn't he, have a like place he's got a clean in, record, legal record. But he doesn't have a place in baseball right now. Whereas like other people who had pretty much the same situation as he has go down, where it's known that they took these things. Um, yeah. But but it hasn't actually been proven to the extent that it would be. You know, I mean, it wasn't. Uh, but it, but it's like not just alleged, but it's more or less known. Like Alex Rodriguez, he's an ex-ball player who was actually suspended for a year, and now he's like the voice of the game on the on a broadcast, right? Which they're not yeah. they're not ever going to let Barry Bonds do. Why is that? Because of Bonds' attitude, or is it because he's got the record, or is it because he's it, is, it you know more, if he, I mean maybe if he wanted to, or if he went around and or, or maybe it's seen as like Alex Rodriguez, you know, served his time by being suspended yeah. actually. For, for a year or maybe did Alex he, Rodriguez apologize did he like I don't know if he did or not did I don't he admit follow to it, it okay but I'm just yeah, saying yeah, like neither. to me the guy is a complicated figure everybody anybody who's on this list who is like a and not on the list of course all human beings are complicated fingers they're neither all good or all bad as far as like steroid cheats go I'm actually like I don't know if it actually is cheating like I'm sort of a, okay like my son takes a steroid inhaler right right uh, my wife takes a steroid inhaler uh, my mother takes a steroid inhaler. I take one sometimes if I'm short of breath. If you look at like professional cyclists, maybe two thirds of them have an asthma diagnosis and take steroid inhalers, right? And not to say that. Yeah. Look, I'm just saying like steroids are a part of everyday life for people. People are always taking steroids, all- and and I understand that like, oh, it's bad. It's such a bad example for kids, all that sort of thing. But like, maybe if everyone's gonna do it anyway, and if there's a lot of pressure on people, professionals, to do it. I don't think it's that crazy. I don't think it's as crazy as like cheating in some other way might be. Yeah, but I guess like it's it's part of the rules of the game or that you're not supposed to take it like explicitly. Like so I, so I don't like, know. like I don't if, know like if, they changed the rules. Like there's certain things that they were taking were not specifically outlawed at the time. I think now I'm gonna be speaking on my ass here, but like yeah, you know some of this stuff is like brand new things, and baseball doesn't really have a real interest in like testing and kicking their their stars yeah. out who are hitting all these home runs who are you know like they wanted that everyone knew when I remember when um this is like Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa hitting these home runs, people saying, oh it's it's so crazy how are they doing it like is the ball juiced. Like that was one of right, the theories. Right, it's yeah, like yeah. the bulk. What you, like, look at these guys. You know. And meanwhile, yeah. there's this dude. He looks like he's been physically transformed over the years. You know. And it's like this yeah. is. It's obviously something. Something weird is going on. And I understand someone like Lance Armstrong who cheats and cheats and then lies about it and then like destroys the life of the other people who are trying to tell the truth. Who his former yeah. teammates? Like that's very low. Of course, maybe he cured cancer too. So maybe he goes higher because of that. You know. Um, right. Maybe he buys himself back into heaven because of that. Now Barry Bonds didn't do any of the first thing, right? He's not like he going after the people who are trying to tell the truth. This is like, right. which is kind of like what they did to Jose Canseco, the uh, the other ball player, right? Where yeah. these other guys, he told the truth, and these other guys lied about it, and they kind of like drag him through the mud. And like, look, 
they're just as bad as he is, and they're even actually even worse. Like at least he has a somewhat cleaner conscience. He's crazy, by the way. You ever go on Twitter, follow Jose Canseco? Yeah. He says some interesting stuff. I guess like. But at, at least they're not like snitches. At a certain point, I think it's okay to snitch on yourself. If in snitching on yourself, you you reveal that you that some other people did some stuff, you know, and lied about it and continue to lie about it to this day, and are getting yeah. accolades and 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 that's why someone like Jose Canseco, who doesn't get a lot of love, you know, from the press and the media. Right, and it's considered a bum. Um, that's why it falls on him to have to do this stuff, to have to say like, it's all. It's someone like him who's going to do it, and like so, Barry Bonds is not in the Hall of Fame. I don't think that stuff really matters too much, but it's kind of absurd that he wouldn't be. Like, why would you not? Right. Why would you have a Hall of Fame and not have the all-time home run hitter leader? Yeah, and it's not just the home runs. Like he 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 won seven National League MVP awards, which a lot of that was before the home runs. Eight Gold Gloves. You know, he's selected for fourteen All Star games. He has the most career walks, which I guess has to do with the people not wanting to pitch yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, they, they'd yeah, rather so. they'd rather just walk him and get him on base. And he's got 500 stolen bases. Like he's the only MLB player. He, he quit that, stealing that those has 500 bases home runs once he, once he and 500 up, stolen bases. He quit stealing bases. He it, that's something he. Oh, used did to he? Do. Okay. I should I should say that I'm a big Giants fan, but I'm also a total poser and like I don't want to say a Fairweather fan, but like a, a Johnny Come Lately. You like, weren't a fan of the team when Bonds was on the team. No, I, in fact, I, I grew up not really caring that much about baseball, um, uh, at least professional baseball. Um, I lived in Denver when I was a kid. I loved football, and the the Rockies hadn't come around quite quite Isn't yet. Your you know, great and, uncle played for the Pirates though, so that's kind of no, no, not my great uncle. Um, I'm a direct descendant of the person that who's a Major League Baseball Hall of Famer. Oh. My great-grandfather, Archie Vaughn, the father of my grandma, was a shortstop for the Pirates, which that's the reason that even though I didn't really get into um, MLB as a spectator until more or less until the Giants started doing really well uh, around 2010 because my wife is such a big fan. Despite that, uh, I'm a Johnny Come Lately. My great-grandpa is in the Hall of Fame, so I have the authority to talk for my opinion to be the uh, most important opinion in the room. Well, here's um, the thing, man. If you were a fan, if you were my point is, I don't know much about Barry Bonds. Well, um, it's weird because you're a Giants fan. If you were a fan of any other team, and their most famous ball player who had broken all these records would be around. Like if you're if you're like a fan of the Padres, like it's Tony Gwynn this, Tony Gwynn that all the time. You yeah, know, you hear about it all the time. It's weird that there's this. It's like he's not acknowledged or discussed or mentioned that much, or you know, they don't bring yeah, him up that yeah. much. I remember, I and I, I, I lived games. in San Francisco during the Bonds era, and I did go to a couple of games. Like, I saw in person at least one of his home runs, but I, I don't personally have a whole lot of extra affection for him because I wasn't a, a baseball fan, really, at the time that he was but playing. But you're a and Giants fan, so you would think, you know... I am uh, a Giants fan now, but it was kind of an embarrassment right. in my eyes when that was happening, and that's before I was, like, bought into the Giants things as much. Oh, I see. So you weren't, like... If you had been a Giants fan at the time, you would have been, like, oh, it's all rumors... They're making this stuff up. They're slandering a good man. Why can't they let him succeed? That kind of thing. Another thing about him of note is that, so his Giants contract ended in 2007, and then he didn't retire, but nobody would sign him. He ended up suing MLB and the Players Union for colluding and not signing him. But um, I think he eventually lost that, but like it's... Yeah. Yeah, Maybe it's because he's a jerk, you know? Maybe because people didn't like... They totally blackballed him. He was also older, and it was unclear that like he was ever going to be able to get another job anywhere. But he maybe could have, you know, who knows? Yeah, and he eventually did end up working for the Giants as some sort of a some like a sort of a coach, coach like spring training coach or like a maybe a scout or something like that. Like he got back in the organization, um, and they did retire his jersey number, which is a mark of respect. I mean, this is like we don't yeah. want to get too much into baseball talk. One other thing I got to mention is that my wife, in her early twenties, she 
worked at an office that was in Burlingame, uh, which is right outside of San Francisco, next door to the Balco, the company that made the um, steroid that he took. And she was there when they got raided. The Balco employees weren't talking to the media. So she was interviewed by the San Francisco Chronicle at the time about what she thought about the... Uh, <laughs> The Belco raid, because she was next door. Were there people jumping out the window and like swallowing the pills so that they couldn't catch them or flushing them? Was it? Like- oh yeah, they had the people with the cyanide teeth. <laughs> yeah, that's like I just yeah. imagine people giving yeah. Ali this bag, being like, "Here, hold this till next week when these FBI dudes get out of here." Yeah. So maybe you're biased. Maybe maybe we can't rank this guy. We have to abstain. I, I mean, I might be a little bit biased, but that doesn't mean that um we can't I'm rank him. About um, just about everything else. Also, okay. I did I, one time. I saw Barry Bonds outside the federal building. He was leaving it, and I was. Right here in San Francisco. I think I must have been either me or my wife was getting a um, passport or something like that. We had some business at the federal building. So it seems like you have um, some run-ins. And the, another bias, speaking of bias, is that uh, Donovan, who submitted this, is a Dodgers fan. He who wants us to, to expose us as hypocrites, but if we rank Barry Bonds high or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he may succeed at that. It Not wouldn't that be the first time I've been exposed as a hypocrite. But Donovan being a Dodgers fan is a plus for Barry Bonds. How is that? Because Barry Bonds is not a Dodger. I, I don't really follow the logic, but okay. I don't really either. Yeah. But it's it's yeah, not yeah. it's not me. It's the list. Where do you um, want to put him? I was looking at complicated figures. So Ice Cube, we're looking at. I was right? looking at. I was thinking Jessica Rabbit, who is like a complicated. Oh. I think of her as a complicated figure. Her body is. She has a really a ridiculous body. Oh yeah, like she Barry does, Bonds yeah. does with one of backwards physics, like Barry Bonds yeah. does. She True. has. She she's existing in this world where uh, certain things are expected out of her, but like, how is she gonna meet these expectations? And she has to like be unscrupulous sometimes to, in order yeah, to do it. They're both accused of crimes that which they yeah, but maybe not they're not really with. bad, but they're just drawn to do things that way by yes. the push and pull of things. I don't know. Like for some reason, that's the that's the the, the so Jessica Rabbit, who's at number twenty seven, which is you know around the middle of the list. Yeah. Um, you know, a little bit edged towards the front. So below Jessica Rabbit at twenty eight is Cheech and. Chong, and I don't think I can put Barry Bonds above Cheech and Chong. They're, they bring me joy. They're generally like a I saw Barry Bonds hit these home runs, man. Like Barry Bonds, they do um, drugs. Yeah, but one time I allegedly. watched Barry Bonds hit a home run, and I was clapping, and I was like talking to the guy next to me. I said, hey, did you see that? Yeah, <laughs> and what did he say? He was like, yeah, I saw that. He hit okay. the home run. It went out the park. It was great. Well, I was watching Up in Smoke in the movie theater, and there was a joke. Yeah. And, um, I was like, did you see this? And the guy was like, shut up. We're in a movie theater. Um, so, oh, so so you think you should go in at number twenty nine? Yeah, no. So twenty nine, we have Tulsa Time, which is the song by uh, what's his name, Don Williams. Yeah. Um, so I don't have. I guess I don't have much affection for Barry Bonds because I, I I feel like I like the song Tulsa Time better. I think he's a conflicted figure. I don't really know what to think about him. I've been told to think certain things about him by the by the lying yeah. media and the lying press and whatnot and the false. Of fake news media. My understanding is that he's a he's he's kind of been a jerk. He's probably a cheater. Um, he is a good athlete, but like being a good athlete doesn't. People doesn't... talk about Jessica Rabbit too. You know what they say about her when she's just trying to help out her husband? Jessica Rabbit is confirmed just drawn that way. Oh, I so mean, you well, think that's you claims. think Barry Bonds is not is not drawn that way? I We're think not... he's drawn that way to a degree, but like if his own people because he's won't... surly. He because because he saw what happened to his father in his own in his father's time. He would talk to the press, and then they would run him down and the, and the, and talk bad about him. I just think being good at your job, even being the best at your job, doesn't to me, in my estimation, doesn't like give you an edge on the in this list of everything. I don't know what is your job if you're Jonas Salk and you're curing polio. Then yeah, man, you got to go high on the list. You sure, yeah, but if you're an athlete, not that athletes don't have value, they do. Yeah. But if you are that and you're great, but also you probably cheated and you're a jerk, I, I don't know. Like, Tulsa Time is a, is a great song, a piece of art that I mm-hmm. think deserves okay, to be yeah. above him. Cole Bruce Shandy, 
I've had it once. I like it okay. Cold Brew Shandy being number 30. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, I like Cold Brew Shandy okay, but it was uh, it's not going to go into my daily rotation. But the, and, the mix and, of lemonade and coffee together was it was unusual. So I, I don't really know what to think about it. It's ranked where it is, but I don't really understand it. Yeah, I'm going to skip all the way down to coffee. This is number 34. That makes sense. That makes sense. I get that because coffee is something you love and enjoy. Why is cold brew shandy above coffee? That's a weird one. Just how things happen, man. I understand that. That's life, you know. Yeah, oh. I mean, the the list is, has has a lot of uh, weird subtleties. Okay, so uh, you but, think it should go um, below coffee but above Whoppers? I don't know. What do you think? You could put them above Whoppers or below mm. Whoppers. What do you think? Um, I kind of want to put them below Ice Cube at number 39. All right. Um, You're not putting up much argument here. Like, I could keep going down, couldn't I? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, at what point are you going to are we gonna um, argue with them? Because now I'm looking at Tommy Bahama shirts, number 44, and those are like, you know, they evoke that uh, island lifestyle. It's hard for me to really that? defend him. He is the best at ever to do what he did. But, like, what he did is not really that important to me. So if you look Ice down Cube's the list... Ice Cube's not the best to do what he does ever. But he's up there. I mean, and Ice Cube has definitely brought me more uh, entertainment, enjoyment. Uh, I, I have held him in higher esteem throughout my life than I have um, Barry Bonds. Maybe that's because I lean towards rappers, you know, and, and musicians. Yeah. Than I, do you want to put than... him down with, like, uh, lightning rounds, sardines? Like, where do you think Barry Bonds goes? So we got Tommy Bahama shirts at number 44. That's what... That's where you're looking at? Where your eyes are being drawn to? Yeah, that's where my eyes are being drawn to. And I, I think that I would put him below Tommy Bahama shirts, um, meaning at number 45, moving um, man buns, which is number 45, to number 46. All right, let's I mean, do it. Let's do can, it. Okay. You know... So now we've proved to Donovan that we're not in wait, the Wait, is this all just to all... prove that you're not beholden to Big no. Giant? No. I trust that you're not in the tank for Big Giant. I just want to know. I'm not. All right. Okay, I swear. put it in there. Put it in there. I swear. And this proves it. Um, now, is Barry short for Barack? Uh, it's just Barry, man. It's uh, Yeah, his name is Barry Lamar Bonds. Okay. I, you know, I never think about Barry Bonds. If I was like a fan of, of another team that didn't like the Giants, would I think about the... I, I don't really think about baseball in general, but does Barry Bonds come up a lot? Is he he seems to have disappeared from the national conversation. Uh, he comes up a lot when people are trying to um, either talk about performance-enhancing drugs or when they're trying to say bad things about the Giants. If you are a fan of a team who hasn't won a championship in, like, decades and, and just won a championship but it was in a weird season where the Oh, it doesn't count. Where, yeah, pretty much doesn't count. Um, you might want to bring up Barry Bonds. But uh, anyways, you want to take a break and we'll move on to the, yeah, yeah. the last topic? That, that, that was, it was pretty sports heavy. And um, so I got to take a breather and like, you know, like exhale. Okay. Exhale. Okay. Inhale. Yeah, man. What's up? You're the uh, victim. Yeah. <laughs> Good. That's what I was hoping. So we've got a third thing. That is something that I brought that is um, from a listener submission. And it's the second time in one episode where we are having... The listener submitted something already for this episode. This is also from Dan H. Wait, I said that it was never going to happen again. I said it was the last yeah, time. I, I don't know what you. happened. I, I was very clear. Dan sent us an email, submitted a few things, and, and it just in one episode we're already getting... Curses. Get, doing two of them, so... What does he suggest? What is it? It's VW Bugs, Volkswagen Bugs. Volkswagen um, Bugs. And are... this is from his email. I'll, I'll read his email real quick All if right. you don't mind. So he says, um, I think they rule the OG model. OG means original. The OG model is still in production to this day in some territories, I think. Uh, when Fritch and I went to Cozumel, looks that's like he has you. a friend named Fritch. Yeah. Oh, that's me. Yeah. Uh, went to Cozumel back in the day. Uh, we rented a convertible red bug. They called them a Mexican Ferrari down there. Uh, it can be converted into an off-road Baja bug. 
there are several body kits that exist that can easily transform your bug into another one. For example, a VW thing, uh, he said in parentheses. Very easy for the average Joe to work on. Um, so yeah, it's the, the Volkswagen Bug, uh, also known as the Volkswagen Beetle. Well, it's officially called the Volkswagen Type 1. And it was, um, you know, uh, famously, um, the original design was approved by Hitler in the 30s. It was made, the idea was, uh, it was, it would be a, a car that everybody could enjoy, a Volks, you know, people's yeah. wagon, right? And People's wagon, yeah. And it was in production for how many years? Like 75 so, years or something? I looked into it a little bit, and I think Dan is wrong that it's still in production. It looks like it was manufactured from 1938 to 2003, which makes it the longest-running, most-manufactured car. And that is, like, more or less still the original version of it. There were, like, updates of it, like the, the, the new Beetle, Beetle, I think yeah, it's called. Yeah. Right, but that that is actually a different car. That was and on it has a different an air-cooled engine, engine, right? And the engine is in the back? Is that The is engine's that in the back. Um, I think it. I think you're right. I think it is air cooled. Not it's a lot got a of lot power. Of, not a lot of power, but for the time, it was. The, there were some pretty um, new sort of revolutionary um, design aspects to it, including the size. Yeah, again, conceived by Adolf Hitler. It came to America, and it was like the first import car in America to sell really well. It was the first. It was the first imported car to have any real market share in this country. This would have been like when in the early. In the, uh, I think it was in the early '60s that, yeah, that it started sense. to grow here. And revolutionized right, advertising like it, too, because they had a really weird advertising campaign. It was a print print run, and it was like uh, think different or think uh, think small. And it was about because the thing is, America like cars are so big, and we're just kind of used to that. And in, in Europe, the you know. They, they had these little cars, you know, little sports cars, yeah. what we call them yeah. now. Um, the timing would, would be that this would, a lot of these VW Bugs, which, by the way, um, I think the name should officially be changed to VW Bug. Wait, Although is, apparently is, Beetle is pretty common. Uh, Beetle might even be more common than VW Bug, like worldwide. Aren't you? Uh, but there's also a, a very unhappy connotation with it because of Slug Bug when someone sees it and then they give you a punch oh. on the arm. If you if you don't punch them first, that they say it when you're a kid. So I, I see that as a happy connotation because this is an opportunity to punch somebody in the arm. Yeah, but the thing if is, you if you, I wouldn't want to drive one of those cars because you would see, you, people would see you and the, you're always seeing them and they're punching each other. Children. Right, so it's good. You want to see children who have just been punched? Over no, I want to see children punching somebody. Yeah, but but forever. That's all you see if you drive around in that car is just people. Yeah, you see yeah I can pain, imagine it might be shock. maddening. Yeah. So as I was saying, um, it seems like timing-wise that this must be the first car of a lot of children of World War II vets, or essentially baby boomers. And so I guess it makes sense that during the baby boom there would be a car that is sort of made for the masses and and appropriate for the masses. And this is... And it's also, it feels a need that American car manufacturers, first of all, didn't want to admit existed because it's not as profitable to sell a smaller car at a lower price. So it's like they just as soon pretend that i mean it's the same thing that the honda civic did or like you know that uh, the, the toyota did right where they they realized that americans do have an appetite for a smaller car we'll we'll buy it if it's offered to them but it just never ever ever is you know that's starting to change right. now because everybody wants to drive a ford f-150 but you know for many years everything that detroit made were these giant cars like every every car yeah. was so big if you look about what a standard car looked like back then just yeah not i mean even car. like you you look at the average car on the street today not like Ford F-150s and, and big F- SUVs notwithstanding, they're still, like, pretty small. Like, even, like, I technically have an SUV. It's the, um, we have the um, Mazda CX-5, which yeah. is an SUV, but it's still, like, like yeah. if, if somebody Compared in the to, like, a Mercury or it's com- like a, a Cougar yeah, or, it, like, it, a... Um, it looks more like a bug than yeah. that. Or, like, a Dodge um, Dart. Like, if you think of, look, like, I'm just thinking, like, a, 
a standard like an entry level car from you know 1971 or something what it might have looked like cars were just big i guess i shouldn't say 1971 we should look at like something in 1961 you know what i mean because yeah. this is when the, the Volkswagen came out but it was a big deal because it was a tiny little thing you know and uh and it was just a massive shift and i kind of like it that that happened you know that they came out with this new thing that that sort of showed that there was an appetite and also i mean i imagine this people who like European stuff, you know, in general. You know, there's like the people who are drinking espresso in the seventies, the people yeah. who are the people who are watching the Tour de France in the in the seventies and eighties, you know what I mean? Uh it was yeah. like a, it was a niche thing, I'm sure. Like my dad drove a Volvo when I was a little kid, right? Right, right. And it's like to get the parts for that he had to go to a special place, you know, yeah. the guy said the parts aren't here, you know. Although as Dan mentioned and I can't confirm this, I'm not a mechanic, but he says that, you know, it's they're pretty you. easy to work on. They're not trying to make it difficult, you know, like some things I feel like uh, a lot of things, you know, you know the right to repair movement. No, right to repair is like it's it's a bigger deal. The in reparations? Europe. No, 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 no. It's okay. like if you buy something, you should have the right to do what you want to with it, including like open it up and mess with it. So, right. for example, I think that like nowadays phones, if you want to sell them in in Europe, you the can't. Thing is yours, yeah. They can't be Verizon only, or you know, what I mean, they can't yeah. be T-Mobile only. It's it's like open source that that, that sort of like. Idea, yeah right and, and it's like if you own if you own a car you 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 have to be able to work on the car without it's like they have to let you into the software of the car if you own the cars you know there's certain rules if you want to sell things in yeah. Europe. and that's probably going to happen in america too because i feel like when when people think about it for a little bit you know of course there's money on the other side but yeah you know, certain people want everything to be a subscription model and nothing to be like you don't actually own anything you know what i mean you don't yeah, totally. own any music. You own access yeah. to the music. I, I don't have much faith that in the U.S. that's not the direction we're going to go in, yeah. where we don't own anything, including our own money. Um, to go back to the um, engine of this thing, an interesting bit that I learned while reading about them is that during the late World War II when the uh, Germans weren't doing so great, mm-hmm. there were gasoline shortages, and there were a few what is called Holzbrenner beetles built, which were fueled with logs located in the front, like under the hood, the, oh, they so were burned they, and somehow the gases were stored in a chamber and injected into the regular combustion engine in the back. Wait, what? There was wood-burning beetles made in World War II. They were, a, so it was a like a wood-burning stove that turned an engine? They converted the, the front into a stove and burned wood. And used steam to turn the... I don't think it was steam. It was gases. How? But yeah, I mean, that's the, the wood. thing. It was they were using the using the the gases that came from the wood. They were channeling them back into the regular combustion engine in the back somehow. I'm not a scientist, but uh, I'll provide a link in the show notes. Yeah, man, because um, that's confusing to me. But that's pretty impressive, and that it, it is like confusing. That, I don't think it. I think it was like a last like ditch sort of thing. You like the way that the, the VW Bug looks? You ever see Herbie fully I do. loaded? I mean, there's. I haven't seen Herbie fully loaded. I saw the original Love Bug. I'm sure I saw Herbie Reds again. I don't know if I've seen Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo. Pretty sure I saw Herbie Goes Bananas. Do you like the Transformer Bumblebee that turns into a... Um, a I do trans- like that. Yeah, I, I'm into the way they look. It's goofy, though. I don't think it's there's goofy. something intrinsic about, about their aesthetic that is something I would especially like. It's just that, you know, having grown up with them, they're just you like... You like a, living in a world where they exist. Yeah, and they like their look is so definitive to them, you know, it's so distinct to them that it's naturally going to make you think of all the positive things about them. What about and I think, negative things? I guess nobody has negative things because if you get hit by one, it's like it, it's not that heavy. It's not going to hurt you. Yeah, they're I mean, probably death traps though. They especially like the ones 1961 and the ones that like have been converted into dune buggies, as as Dan yeah. mentioned. Uh, but you know, maybe I don't know. They, I imagine they might be pretty sturdy. I'm not if sure it, if they're that small and they're that light and they're that inexpensive. I don't know, man. Anyways, so 
I'm ready to rank these things. Two more things. I found a list of nicknames, what they're called in various countries. Oh, okay. These include uh, tortoise, turtle, little toad, the bubble. They, they do look more like turtles than they do like it's bugs. It's true, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe not than a beetle. Um, little cockroach, little flea, hunchback, and philosopher. Where do they call them philosopher? Because people get stoned in them. Oh. I don't know. They, you know what they kind of look like? They kind of look like a Sherlock Holmes hat. Someone should call them that in another country, too. What do you call that, that hat? I'm not sure. It'll be in the show notes. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll put that in the show notes, too. Um, so the last original Beetle was produced in Puebla, Mexico in 2003. I feel you like mean, I remember reading about that when it happened. When they shut it down, I remember them saying, yeah. oh, yeah, they still make them in Mexico. Yeah, and then when it. they shut it down, they said it's finally shut down in Mexico. Yeah, and... A mariachi band serenaded the production of The Last Car throughout its entire production. And so, yeah, Dan had mentioned also that um, about the, the conversions. Dune buggies are real cool. Yeah. And then he, say, he said the VW thing. I was looking into it. I don't think the thing is a modified uh, I think of, isn't the thing like a Beetle? modular car that you could take pieces and remove them? It's a weird thing. When I was a teenager in my early 20s, I had a girlfriend that had a thing. And they're pretty neat. Either you can drive them on water, you can drive them through water, or they have some sort of, like, they maybe they float a little bit. There's or, attachments you could get. Like, you could get, like, a, a cow catcher to put on the front, or you can get, like, a... a right. Um, I believe the doors come off really easily. Yeah, um, everything is, like, modular. So you can, like, remove and take off all the things. And You can put and a hot put, tub in the back. It's weird. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I think that that goes on the chassis for the VW bus. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the chassis right. is a little bit bigger than, than that one. Not You don't correct me. Listener or no, Dan. No, I'll correct you if you're wrong. No, not you. So, yeah, we can rank it. So, we don't have right. much. Are there any other cars? There's no other cars. Um, machines. We have nail clippers. Nail clippers are at number 17. What other uh, machines? No, we're not Dilapidated ranking. shacks, which are something that oh, yeah. you look at nostalgically, right? Yeah, yeah. they have an aesthetic quality. Um, uh, so, dilapidated shacks are number 13. I'm not going to put the VW Bug uh, above those. Now, I did take a VW Bug. Me and Dan did ride one around Cozumel. I've got that good memory of it. Uh, Cozumel is a little island off of the coast of the Yucatan Peninsula by Cancun. And we drove around the island. Uh, we went to a place called Bob Marley's, which is a little shack bar on the beach. I have a memory of so being that, a, a Volkswagen Bug that was broken. and It was easy to push, probably. We, we had to push it, and then it was like we got a ride from someone else, and they were going to get it towed eventually. But I, I had a negative experience with it, but it wasn't that bad. Right. I'm looking at 28 at Cheech and Chong, which sort of... They're, oh, that kind like, of fits, it's, yeah. It's yeah, of their milieu, you know, yeah, at least yeah. in American culture. You want to, um, uh, that, that looks sense to me. Um, you've been, I feel like you're fixated on Cheech and Chong the way I am with Jessica Rabbit, which is well, weird because they're right next to each other on the list. I mean, Jessica Rabbit is, is a fixation of mine as well. Both of them are sort of touchstones, I, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. They're a good dividing point. So I think I would put the bug above Cheech and Chong. I mean, if you're fine with that, that means that yeah, it's... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and number, at the new number 28? Yeah, we'll put, we'll put it there at the new number 28. Okay, so that comes after Jessica Rabbit, before Cheech and Chong, which is now number 29, so it's number 28. And so that's it. We've done three things. Yeah, so thanks. Congratulations to Dan and Donovan for both. Doing a double-double shot. Double-double shot, yeah. Yeah, so thanks for listening to Every Damn Thing. We hope you enjoyed it. Go to everydamthing.net for the updated list and our show notes. In the show notes, we fact-check ourselves. Uh, we'll give further info on subjects we talk about, and we put in uh, relevant links. If you have something you'd like to add to the list of everything, email it to list at everydamthing.net. If you have any words of encouragement or discouragement, also send them to list at everydamthing.net. Yeah, anything you want to say to us, you can send it there. Or find us on Twitter at everydamtweets. That's uh, plural, everydamtweets with the S on the end. Or on Instagram at everydamthingpod. We, we'll put content related to the podcast up on those. 
and you can suggest topics there as well. Subscribe to this podcast uh, wherever you are listening to it right now. Uh, our theme music is by Jade Puget. If you enjoyed the show, uh, please rate and review it wherever you find it, or unless you didn't like it, and then um, then don't tell anyone, right? But if you did like yeah. it, tell if your you friends like and say, it, hey, we have a podcast for you, finally. If you didn't like it, uh, just shut yourself up in your room. Don't, keep it a secret. Throw yeah. your iPhone or whatever you listen to podcasts on, throw it out the window, flush it down the toilet. Put it in a wood chipper. Yeah, and don't tell anyone you listen to this. And don't tell anyone we spoke to you at all. Okay. <laughs> they won't believe you anyway, so you, you shouldn't even worry about That's it. That's right. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>